Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. My name is Sarah Morgan. Hello. So, um, yeah, so this is a bit of a lost episode or a ghost episode if you enjoy the sort of relentless uh, sticking to the spooky-wooky theme of the podcast. <laughs> what happened was, so Phil Jupiter and Jason Manford, who are my guests, uh, my wonderful guests, are currently on tour together in uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or... Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, if you don't talk like an urchin, like what I do. Um, anyway, Phil and Jason have been sharing digs on the road while they've been on tour, and um, when they were near to where I live, I just leapt at the chance, obviously, to go to their place and get a twofer with these two brilliant men. Um, Phil was an impeccably gracious host. He made us brunch. We had shaksuka. We sat in the garden, and basically, I got a bit giddy. I flew too close to the sun and I suggested it was a lovely day. Why don't we record the podcast outside? Which was a big mistake. Huge. So, yeah. So even though uh, it didn't feel like an especially breezy day, the microphone's very sensitive. Uh, it just picked up all the little tiny breezes and stuff. And long story short, um, some of the audio just got a bit fucked, basically. Um, I we did what we could we did an edit um personally i think the quality of the chat more than makes up for the quality of the recording and we edited it but there are just some bits where there is just an unavoidable bit of um background rumble umble umble um and i can only apologize for that i'm sorry that this uh apology has gone on so long i'm sorry uh that i'm a woman and i'm apologizing because uh women are not meant to apologize we're supposed to be unapologetic bitches uh, according to Madonna on Instagram. But, uh, you know, sorry, I am an apologetic bitch, which in a way is worse because then people apologise back to you and it's really passag when you think about it. So sorry for being an apologetic bitch. Anyway, so please ignore the sound problems. Enjoy this chat with Phil and Jason. It's really great chat. We talk about stage fright and spiders and the ring and Doctor Who and... The terror you feel for your own children at times. Um, it, it, it encompasses all things. It's a great chat. Please enjoy. And thanks. And sorry again. And sorry, I'm 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 sorry. And the reason why you two are together right now, other than deep friendship is yes. uh you're on the road together in chitty chitty bang bang we're in our second musical together we're off on the road on the to, road yeah. again <laughs> yeah we um you see i went bing crosby you went willie went, nelson went that gives an idea of the age difference yes. <laughs> um uh, so we uh yeah we uh we are in uh, chitty chitty bang bang yeah uh, who are you, Jason Manford? I am uh, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
As I like to call him. I, I'm Karatikas Potts. Yeah. yeah. I I am Gert Frober, mm-hmm. uh, the Baron. Yes. And uh, also I'm uh, James Robertson Justice. Yeah. Lord Scrumptious. So I'm doubling up. Yeah. Nice. Two nice. parts. Uh, Sarah here. So, um, you know, on the Adam Buxton podcast, when he um, has to like cut into like a couple of bits of audio or like explain what they've been chatting about as a kind of seamless linking device, and he does a kind of musical thing. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So, but uh, yeah, this is where we talked about the child catcher from um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Well, yeah, it's, it's an interesting part, isn't it? And interesting that it's. Um... Because obviously the original book, I mean, it's still called the Ian Fleming's uh, mm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but really it should be called Roald Dahl's yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Because yeah. I've read the novella and it's it's not, got, it doesn't feel like the same thing at all. Really? Other than and there's, a, there's a guy called Kratos Potts and uh, the, he's got two kids, his wife's still alive, there's no truly scrumptious, yeah. the car's pretty normal, you know. And uh, child catcher's not in it, and that's all from the mind of Roald Dahl. So, yeah. um, and when you think about Roald Dahl's books, and, 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 and like a lot of his stuff is based on that, on fear. You know, yeah, on, oh God, on, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and 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 scaring kids, and I, and that's what's nice about the live show. And again, with the film, is that yes, it's scary, but it's the film child catchers mm. is the. I think it's the first time a lot of people were genu- genuinely scared yeah. in their life. You know, yeah. from watching a film because up to that point you'd have seen you know jolly stuff that was aimed yeah. at children whereas that was the first time you were like that Roll is Dahl terrifying. never pulled his punches it was, he, 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 I mean there's that old chestnut whether it's true or not he didn't really like kids he liked <laughs> freaking them out here we are children come and get your lollipops lollipops come along my little ones lollipops I think it was more that he respected kids as yeah. an as an audience in their own yeah. right yeah. and not and never patronised them. Yeah. Also, you know, he didn't like television, he didn't like the meat and sugar, and he didn't like these things. And a lot of his stuff is, mm. you know, you look at Mike TV and uh, <laughs> Chocolate Factory, and you look at um, well, all those all those yeah. bastards and the, the, yeah. all those kids are little twats, weren't they? You know, so um, <laughs> they all did something wrong. Yeah, and uh, and, and and that's why. And he didn't. And I think that comes across. And when I took my children to see it at Leeds before we before we mm. became the, the characters, um, my daughter was a straight out of her seat. Like when the child, the child came, they'd never seen the film, right. and uh, she was straight out of her seat. Neither did I. And uh, he was straight out of his seat as well, straight out of his knee as well. <laughs> yeah. It was awkward. <laughs> and, uh, she sat, sat on my knee and she whispered in my ear, she went, Daddy, it's just a man pretending though, isn't it? Oh. And uh, I mean, she's 19. It's interesting when you watch the audience because when the child catcher comes on, there's an, what's great about the show is there's a nostalgia mm. to it because you remember where you were when you first saw it mm. and, and yeah. the songs remind you of being with your parents who may, may or may not long long with you. So there's, there's a nostalgia, but it's the first time. That you were allowed to well, watch. But, but I think that what it is about it as well is the way that, you know, they they have this guy, this child catcher figure, who, you know, is the child, and he looks sort of scary. But then he presents himself as a safe and friendly person with the sweets. Yeah, yeah. It's the sweets, lollipops. Yeah. It's that, it's, and it's that something that you know and you like and it's safe and you can see and you're watching these children being sucked in. 
Mm. By a classic, you know, t- don't take street s- sweets off strangers. It's that first mm. Mm. bit of advice you were given as kids, you know. It's yeah, that, yeah. And then there it is. It's on the screen. It's actually happening. And this is, and what could be stranger? No, the don't thing is, it. is that, no, I'm well, these days. No, it's, no, it's more I'm, like, yeah, you know, when your kids have sugar. No, yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Now, now, I'm bothered about the bloke. If they were offering an avocado, <laughs> but, <laughs> a bit keen one. Why don't you know write the child catcher these days? Because it's. Well, no, the thing is, is that there's two. It's just now. It's just there's just too much real awful yeah. horror yeah. out there. Also, I mean, even for the show like post Utrecht, it's actually hard to cast him as well. That's interesting. You yeah. know, because like I'm not trying to be funny, but genuinely, like if you if you're sat at home and you're you're a, uh, somebody of a, a certain age yeah. who's in show business, and you get off of the part. There's got to be part of you that goes. I don't want that photo in the Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah. I don't me know and about the gear, me and all the gear, that. waving a lollipop yeah. like some children. You know, it's an it's... interesting part now because of because of yeah. society's moved on in that yeah. respect. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird part. I mean, they've cut the song. The song's not in there anymore. Right. Kiddy Widdy Winkies, which that's one for lots of reasons. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting in that respect. You've got kids in the cast as well, is that right? There's, um, yeah, there's 22 yeah. children. Wow. Um, so we have 16 sewer kids who um, are different in every town. And uh, so every, every location we get, we, they cast another 16 kids. And then we've got six kids who play the two mm-hmm. pots kids, um, which has been interesting, actually, because, again, there's, you know, there's... Um, I mean, there's so many rules about working with kids. Like, oh, really? it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great in a way because it means you, you just get more breaks. Like, right. oh, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. But um, yeah, that we've like it's become like a joke now. But in a way, it's sort of quite sad. Which is, um, you know, like because obviously kids will come and mm. hug you and stuff like that. But when they're not your kids, like, mm. there's certain rules about it. Mm. So one of the rules is it's you, you're allowed to hug for three seconds and then you have to like push them away with an open palm. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. do that. That's one of the rules. <laughs> Didn't know that. Palm, like so that, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't like, punch a kid in the face. So, like, it's become a game now where we, I go, hey, hi, we, we hug oh. one, two, three, push, and we sort of made it into a game. But it's actually an official rule wow. of, uh, of of television and, 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 and theatre. Yeah. Here's the bit where we talk about uh, comedy and stage fright. This is the thing that's come up on the show quite a lot, is talking about uh, adrenaline in mm. stand-up and how, uh, yeah, it, it becomes quite addictive. Uh, and as you say, if you lose that, then stop doing it. But, but the, the adrenaline uh, only kicks in if you lose control. Do you think? I don't think, I don't think there's adrenaline. I don't think... I think there's maybe a little pump of adrenaline in that nervous moment, but then there's an odd zen on some part. Do you think that's interesting? I think towards the beginning of my... Like so, I do the like a big tour now. You yeah. know, I do like two hundred and fifty yeah. dates. I reckon the first fifty gigs, yeah. there's adrenaline because right. I'm not sure about yeah. stuff, and and maybe it'll maybe it'll be all right, yeah. and maybe it won't be. And, and even though I, you know, even though the first half an hour's gone well, will the next half an hour mm. go all right? Once it's been laughed at fifty right. times, yeah. you start to get a, not complacent, but you do get to a point where you go, yeah. Well, the only variable is the audience after that, right? So You've got faith in the material. Faith you have in to have faith in it, yeah. After, after after that point, so you do get to put. So you're, you're a bit like, well, you must be wrong. I think, <laughs> I think so. My opening night in Urin Town. There's a song that I'm doing as clever. I'm looking down. And it's uh, 
So you want happy Mr. Strong? Did you say happy Mr. Strong? If the feet today... Right, so it's the song that goes like that. And uh, on the opening night, my mum's in the audience. And I go... I go... I go... My, I know my verse is coming up. Mm. And I go, so you want happy Mr. Strong? Bing! Everything's gone. Wow. And the whole... Co- I mean, there were 24 people on stage with me and there an orchestra playing behind me. And there were 800 people watching. And I go, so you want happy Mr. Strong? Gone! La 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 I know the tune. Da 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 la. And they're all behind me. And what happens is, is you can feel the people around you tensing because they know what you're doing. And so they all. Now, physically, the feeling of drying on stage, that's easily the worst thing I've ever had on stage. Really? And so what I get is you. It's like to give. Okay, for some people. Hello, all gay men listening. It's like amyl. It's like amyl nitrate. You get a big, hot head. Yes. Your head gets really big. And so that's going on inside. But you've still got to control. So there's the physical control is warring with your heart thrashing, yeah. the adrenaline pumping, yeah. and then you that night you don't sleep. Oh, yeah. horrible. You have yeah. a real boom <laughs> of fear. And it's just, you, you, you're not... You just, uh, you're so aware of yeah. every square centimetre of your skin. Even when it's going right. And where you are, and the room, and yeah. the, the, it's just a hyper-awareness. Right. Even when it's going right, it's like there's a devil on your shoulder for those first yeah. two weeks. Yeah. And the devil on your shoulders go in there, you don't know this next bit. And you do, mm-hmm. even in the middle of a song, yeah. you go, you don't know the next line, do you? You've and got then you, And then you sing the yeah. line, and it goes, oh, you got that, but what about the next one? Like, it's like yeah. that all Love the way it. through. The thing, yeah, there's, terrifying. that's the, and what happens is, is you know... When you're going to dry, because mm. you, you you become very aware. I'm saying this word now. I know this word. I'm talking now, and I know these words. And I and yeah. you're just in the middle of it, and yeah. it's that you become self-aware of what you're doing. The very first gig I did when um, I was first starting out was again. It was last minute on the night. I was working collecting glasses. I was 16, and uh, two or three comics had not turned up, and. Uh, the guy was struggling and the landlady said, Jason's funny. And I was like, well, I'm funny in the kitchen. Like, (laughs) when there's two of you, and mainly because I fancy your daughter, I'm trying to be funny. But I don't think I'm stand-up funny. She said, oh, you'll be all right, you go. And I went up and did did it. So, yeah. So nothing prepared, just went up and just chatted? No, just went up and chatted. Your first gig would have been when you was was Porky Porky the Poet. Poet. Yeah, so that was... um, Chaplin, wasn't it? August 83. Yeah, I went on after Wilson, Kettle and Betty at the... uh, <laughs> at the Bradford Alhambra. <laughs> Follow that, Charlie. <laughs> oh. Cheer for Charlie Chester. He was brilliant. We, um, um, we, we had a moment. Um, where was it? Was it in Southampton? No, it was in Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah. We were having dinner. Obviously, we, we, we did our show together. We did producers together at the beginning uh, last year. We did six months together, or a few months together. <laughs> there was a moment where I said, we're chatting away, and I said to Phil, and, um, when did you first start... Uh, Stand-up. When was your first gig? And he said, oh, 1983? Yeah, 1983. Yeah. I was born in 81. <laughs> and he said, 1983. And I said, just because I thought it was quite funny, I wasn't trying to be insulted. I said, isn't that weird that when you were learning uh, to do stand-up, I was learning how to stand-up? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the blood drain from someone's face. <laughs> we were watching the dancers. It's the first time both of us had seen mm. all of them tap dancing. Mm. And it was, you know, to watch 
20 people tap dancing mm. together was just incredible. Oh, yeah. It just like, feels like you're in a Busby Barclay. It's unreal. Yeah. And they're really good. And I, I lent out to him and I went, fucking hell, they make you feel old, didn't they? And he went, ah, oh, you're not wrong there, mate. You're not wrong there. And then there was a pause. He went, how old are you? And I went, uh, I went I'm, I'm uh, 52. And he went, really? And I went, what? He went, nothing, nothing. I went, no, there was a tone. What do you mean, really? He goes, nothing. I went, what? He went, it's nothing. It's just me mum's 50th last week. <laughs> And welcome to Rule of Three, a podcast about comedy. I'm Joel Morris. I'm Jason Hazley. And as usual, we're joined by someone who makes comedy to talk about something funny that they love. Martin's voice really jumped up Just onto my back <laughs> and sneaked round to the side of my neck and went down my throat and then came out again. And suddenly, there he was. I think I'm the only scaffolder or ex-scaffolder to have been on a BAFTA-type stage. There's more money in faces. There's more money in faces, but there's no control... That's what I like. I you can't control, control face. I can't control where I put my face. And Rory sort of pitched to James, can the can flute be the last word? Because I think that's the funniest mm. word to end on. And James went, I know it is, and that's why I don't want it to be at the end. But yep. there's this idea that there's a limited amount of space for funny. It's like when men think they have to go out with someone who's not funny. <laughs> as if, like, but if she's funny, what'll I do? You're like, you'll both laugh! You will both have a laugh! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast, Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. I mean, if we're talking lacquer, we need to go back to Polly, who's got 28 cans of Elnet in there. It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, February. I was going to say, that swing pool looks f***ing freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah, sorry. It's important. He doesn't really acknowledge how grave... What his... an ocean of trouble. Thank you. It is. This is why we got you on your there bloody you see. That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at AlwaysTherePod. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat. Phil. Tell me your favourite scary moment 
from film or TV? So the mine was, uh, I was at a cinema in London in 1967 and it was the film based on the book Tarka the Otter called Ring of Bright Water. <gasps> yeah. And it's the bit at the end where the guy lifts the shovel and kills the otter. I was screaming so loud when that happened that my cousins had to take me out of the cinema and indeed home to my mother because I was just inconsolable for a couple of hours because I'd never seen a film. Mm. I'd seen Disney films where they kind of show you the horror, like Baloo, oh, Baloo's dead, and you're crying, Mm. crying. he's not dead. That otter weren't coming back after that shovel, I'm telling you right now. With a shovel, just... And it's just that I can see it, and that image of the guy now, and it might have been, what's his face? Brian, whatchamacallit, from Kess. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, let's let's not do that. Let's just keep it as one of those moments that I'd like to look at. They'll email you in. In the footsteps of Born Free comes the wonderful tale of a mischievous otter called Midge. Midge! Adapted from Gavin Maxwell's bestseller, Ring of Bright Water. Travers, Virginia McKenna, the lion-hearted stars you follow to the wilds of Africa, now take you to the rugged coast of western Scotland. The company, Johnny the Spaniel, and the frisky, friendly, free-for-all otter called Midge. Midge gets right into a man's hair and straight into a girl's heart. Faster! There was a Doctor Who where uh, the Doctor's assistant was going to be turned into some sort of weird mermaid. And I remember just that... I remember that image of her at the end of an episode and they always ended on a cliffhanger and I remember that being incredibly disturbing. I remember Doctor Who. Mm. All the, everyone jokes about the, you know, you saw mm. Doctor Who from behind the sofa, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, that was one of my first ever stand-up jokes I wrote was... Um, my mother, Never watched an episode. My mother was uh, not very empathetic with me as a child. She always thought I should confront my fears. Um, so I used to hide behind the sofa. So she put the telly behind the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first stand-up joke I ever wrote, I think. Are you you a bit freaked out by mermaids now? Because you have a mermaid tattoo, as do I. We both have have matching mermaids. You've got got a tattoo, I've got more of a... Yeah, (laughs) I've got more of a... Mine's more of a rubber stamp. (laughs) Yours is more Starbucks, even, though. (laughs) I didn't realise. I'd never even seen the Starbucks mermaid before I did mine. Now, of course, I'm horrified because it looks like I really love coffee, which I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just Mm. remember that. There's that episode, yeah. Mm. The Doctor's assistant to be turning... I love mermaids. Mermaids are great. I love them. Absolutely love them. You can get a mermaid, a woman... You can get a mermaid blanket tail online. Don't tell me that. That would be crochet. (laughs) That people, this woman in America crochets for you. It's an Etsy woman. Oh my god! She'll crochet your mermaid tail. Always fit as well, aren't they, mermaids? What? Always like sexy, aren't they? I'd like to be a boy mermaid. A merman. A merman. Ethel merman. That is no business, like. (laughs) (laughs) I'd make a great Ethel merman. (laughs) Really? Uh, This wasn't Michael Petit horror. 
horror films mm. or being scared. I find... Um, you don't like to watch things to be scared? No, I, I find myself more bothered about stuff that's when someone's going to get caught out. Oh, that's my Yeah, that's the thing that terrifies me when I watch things. You know, whether it's like... I watched the whole of Breaking Bad, the five series yeah. of Breaking Bad, just, like, tense yeah. all the way through, like, oh, God, this is horrible. Mm. And I found those moments... Now I think I'm a dad, I find anything where there's some sort of child abduction or horrendousness around kids, like, that's, I'm straight off, it's yeah. off, boom, I can't yeah. seem to cope with it. Um, I guess the, I mean, you know, it's a bit linear, but the scariest film I saw was, um, was the Japanese version of The Ring. Nice. The yeah. original version of The Ring. Yeah. And I remember just, it, it stayed with me for weeks afterwards. Mm. And even when I went to see the American, I saw the American version, which was I laugh my way out of it, yeah. and uh, or find a joke to sort of, yeah. you know, misdirect the uh, the fear. I think. And I remember seeing, I'd gone to see the Ring, the American version of the Ring, and I was with a I was with a housemate at the time, and uh, he'd gone to see it with his girlfriend the night after I'd seen it, mm. and I remember, and he was terrified, like. He was not good around horror. Like, mm. he was ter- Any little noise, even in our old flat, he would be up, you know. Even when, when I got there, I got there a day before him and picked the smaller room, even though I was there first and mm. could have had the bigger room. But I went with the smaller room, mainly because it had access to a little garden. That's the reason I picked it. When he came, he was like, why didn't you pick the bigger room? And I said, oh, um, I just didn't find... The landlord said someone had hung themselves in there. <laughs> 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 like, like, I would just say stuff like this, and he... To a point where we were in second year and his mum rang me to tell me to stop trying to scare Stuart <laughs> at university. God love him. And uh, I remember... <laughs> so you remember in the film, to the American version of the film, yeah. is um, uh, they watch this videotape and then your phone goes... Mm. So the videotape's all weird. And then the phone goes and you, it just says, seven days to live on the phone. And then seven days later you've found it in a horrendous... Yeah. Death, and so for a laugh, <laughs> I, um, which is how I start many of my sentences, <laughs> for a laugh, um, and m- many of my defences, uh, I left him a message while he while he was in the cinema, knowing because he's a proper cinema geek, his phone would be off, um, and I left a voicemail just going seven days <laughs> from an unknown number, and, uh, and then just turned my phone off, went to bed. And I remember waking up the next morning, I had 25 missed calls. <laughs> <laughs> and they start, obviously, they, they, um, they start backwards, you know, so they started uh, in reverse order, but they, essentially, he'd rung me up and gone, was that you? <laughs> oh, what you like? Oh, it's scary, that film, wasn't it? Ten minutes later, beep. Mate, are you, are you at home or... Um... <laughs> Another ten minutes. Mate, if it was you, just tell me it was you. Like, you genuinely got to a point. And then the last message was, Hi, Jason, it's Stuart's mum. Can you give him a quick ring? <laughs> this is the bit where Phil talks about something that scared him when he was a child. So there was a cellar at the pub and then when we moved to Latchington in Essex we had a shack with an outside lav and so uh, yeah the uh, spiders 
spiders. spiders in yeah. the cellar and spiders in the outside toilet. And additionally, we didn't have electricity at that shack where I grew up, so it's for about a year we didn't have mains electricity. So I used to have to carry an oil lamp. It's like a little house on the prairie. I used to have to carry an oil, you are old. An oil lamp now <laughs> into the toilet. And so the light that comes off an oil lamp mm. is varies in intensity. Yeah. And so, so just go into a small room full of spiders with a flickering light and look at the shadows they make because they're moving and they get littler and bigger with the intensity of the light. Wow. As you get older, you, you kind of... Because they're probably under this table now. Um, I'm sort of, you know, you, yeah. you deal with it when you see them, you know. And there used to be a point where if I saw one on the ceiling, it would be very size dependent on whether or not I get rid of it. Mm. Whereas now, if there was a whopper on the ceiling now, I'd like look at it and i go, are you going to move around? Yeah, and I kind of, I'll look. Chill. The thing yeah. is, what I'll do is I'll look. And then I'll look in 10 minutes. If he's still there, I'll leave him. Whereas if he's moved in 10 minutes, if he's gone, then I'll get twitchy. Right. Then yeah. I know he's mobile. Because some of them are like ninjas, aren't they, along the side? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the skirting yeah. board. Like, but yeah. all of those things, the weird thing about that routine that I did in Quadrophobia, which is 20 years ago, you know. Yeah. And, you know, 20... it, was, it was so funny because I was thinking about that. I, I mentioned yeah. it to you, didn't I? I was like, I mean, I said, oh, your arachnophobia is well documented. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, if you're a nerd who's watched loads of comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. and seen your fantastic bit of stand up about it. Yeah. But all of well, the beauty, and that's where you realise yeah. that when you. Is the truth, all of the things that I mm. say that I made the jokes of, is all true. Mm. I would react differently according to size, and I did mm. categorise them, and I did, you know, mm. have different ways of reacting to them. And, I'm and, not a fan. You know. I mean, I'm not a fan. I wouldn't say I was... But I definitely... I think there's sometimes when you're the bloke in a house, yeah. there is a natural, just ancient tendency to count on the man to get rid of stuff yeah. like spiders. Just I don't know why that's still... I, in this world of equality... I hate that. <laughs> that's that's where you... Like, where come you, on now. Where <laughs> this you, is equal. That peripheral vision thing. Yeah. Because the movement is what you see. It is the movement, And it is that. I remember my ex-wife shouting at me to remove a, a, a spider... Like, it was bigger than your hand. Like, it was the biggest thing I'd ever seen. And she shouted me off. She was like, there's a, a spider in the bath. I'm going to get rid of it. I went up there. It, it wasn't in the bath. It was having a bath. We, we'd always... When we'd have them in the house and they knew... We, that My mum and dad knew I was frightened of them. Mm. But we would, if there was one in the house that had a web set in the living room, mm. we weren't allowed to move them. And they lived there. Got rid of flies, we'd, like, didn't it? We'd give them names. Get rid yeah. of flies. Mum and dad would name them. You know, I think there was one called Albert that was in the living room mirror, uh, that was in the uh, mirror in the sorry in the window of the living room where we had the telly. So he was above the telly, and sometimes with the street lighting and the moon, he was beautifully lit, Albert. <laughs> and he was there. He was there for about three years on the bounce. Yeah, I'm like, like pint glass. Old birthday card from a yeah. drawer. Boom, get rid. And then, uh, often I'll throw those two things out as well. <laughs> just just yeah. a front yard. There was, I remember. I remember. I remember the missus saying one time she came down because I used to have to get up early in the morning for when I was doing a big breakfast one morning. And and there's if it rained a lot outside and we were near a quite uh, all the agriculture near us. What you know, the, all the farming was agricultural, and so mm. it was lots of. So if you're near wheat land, you get mm. big spiders mm. when there's wheat. And I remember Mr. St. came down one morning and I got up early because I was uh, deafening on the big breakfast for Johnny Vaughan. I remember her getting up morning and saying, she went, you must have had a terrible morning because I came down there were three glasses with spiders <laughs> under them at various places downstairs. So I got up, came downstairs and, huh! there was one. And I didn't even have time to get the card and throw it out because then I went into yeah. the other room and Just went from the living room into the kitchen. There's one in the kitchen! Like and a so little museum she, of spiders. There was just basically three, you know, um, spiders in their own geodesic domes. Oh, that sounds lovely. I love that. Walk around a yeah. bit. Look at that. I remember we got an infestation of ants 
the one thing I don't like is uh, insect wise is um, wood lice. Where mm. there's ants, there's wood lice. They, they, they don't know what it is about them. And uh, these, I used to hate they're not, them. They're not historic. They're like prehistoric. Yeah, they they're are. like trilobites. Yeah, yeah. I love them. They look yeah. like history coming across a table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, um, we see, every summer, we just get this infestation of ants in our mm. kitchen. And, um, it's an uncontrollable amount. Yeah, it's just, just everywhere. Rel- the chaos. The yeah. chaos. Yeah. And the kitchen as well. Just yeah. like, even though they're not dirty. They seem very ordered in Tom and Jerry. Some of them have the voice of Woody Allen. I like the way they make a springboard bounce. That's how Tom knows they're coming. I remember my dad. Oh, with the month of France, I've got a trumpet. What's that all about? Observation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my dad getting rid of them. Um, he would have this system where he would he would get the kettle, <laughs> boil the kettle, mm. and then he would just pour this yeah. boiling hot water. Yeah. And what he would do oh, is medieval. Yes, it was. <laughs> what was interesting though, he would mix it up a bit. So uh, I remember one 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 night, or one morning coming down, and he's pouring this kettle just around one side, and he'd kill most of them. Yeah, and then he'd he'd have a spoon. And he'd just be walloping these ants, <laughs> just bang, 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 really brutal. Yeah, killing these ants on the side. And what was interesting was he wasn't—he wouldn't kill them all. And I, and I, I used to say to him, "I said, what are you doing?" And he said, well, "What I do is I get rid of most of them with the hot water. Then I get the spoon and I kill about another two thirds. <laughs> bang, bang, just kill them all with the spoon." He said, "Then what I do is then a, a, a quite a large section of about forty or fifty. I just hit them enough to maim them, break a leg." <laughs> An antennae or whatever. Boom. And then I let about another 10 or 20 go so they can get back to the, the HQ and go, don't go in number 28, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> a warning to others. Like a warning. They always leave one to tell the tale. <laughs> that was his theory. I don't know if it worked. So would either of you kill our spider? I wouldn't. No, I don't think I would. That's no. so really interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely not. No. 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 Also, do you think I, they're um, going to get you? Or? No, <laughs> yeah, no, it's because no, uh, they do good work. They get rid of flies, nice. don't they? Nice. You see, rational. They're, they're so they're, rational. They're, they're yeah. great. Yeah, I would never kill one, no. Yeah. If you want to live and thrive, let a spider run alive. This is the bit where Jason talks about what scared him when he was a child. I remember the scaredest. Because obviously, as a child, mm. you, uh, there's loads of things that scare you. Mm. But the thing that really I remember being terrifying was seeing my dad scared. Because obviously, he was the guy who was the wow. one who was there for you when you're scared. Yeah. Mm. And I remember being behind this, and this is this is proper like Angela's ashes jogging. <laughs> I remember um, this bailiff, this particular bailiff, who used to come over, come round, and I don't know if there was there was ever any physical altercation mm. between him and my dad, but I remember. Behind the sofa, my dad cowering. My dad's six foot three, you know, cowering behind the sofa, um, holding on to me and my brother, just like to try and. Oh, this guy was like bang, 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 bang at the door, and my dad looking terrified. And I remember just thinking, well, if he's scared, yeah. who else is there? Like, Holy shit, yeah. who watches the watch? Like, sometimes you would totter to the door, you know, you'd be like five, and mm. you totter and open the, and he and he opened. I just remember the letterbox. And this guy's eyes would just look through. Where's your dad? Proper oh, there's nothing man. like that. Where's your dad? Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't, I can't open the door. I can't open the door. Like terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that being the first time I was genuinely scared because my dad was scared. Yeah. 
Well, you're a dad now, so I mean, do you have yeah. that with your kids? Do you hide to hide your feel, both of you? Yeah, you? I think so to a certain extent. I think there's there's an honesty though. I mm. think there's an honesty to it, but um, it's different now. We're, we're, we're more, we are more discussy, aren't we? Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's, talk there's, about there's less of. I think now it's got to the point. I don't know how healthy this is. Most where we're out talking with friends more now. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. go to Glastonbury. There's people there with their. Yes. <laughs> you know, when I went to see the specials when they reformed uh, in Newcastle about seven years ago, it was all dads mm. who were my age with their teenage and bringing them to share this when they were their age. Yeah. And that's mo- much more of a thing now. You know. See it at festivals, you see it everywhere. It's now the rock and roll generation wants yeah. to, you know, go to fucking Forbidden Planet. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. It's men my age buying yeah. toys. Buying, it's a very yeah. different, you know, kid ults. Yeah. So the fact that we we share more with our kids now, you know, you know there's a lot more discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and also, it's, I remember, I tell you, I tell you what, the most. And we, we come up to contemporary fears now when, when you've been most frightened as an adult and we talked about stage fear earlier yeah, yeah. tell you when the most bothered I was yeah. in recent years was watching my daughter do stand up <sighs> yes wow. I actually had to take a mate with me mm. who was a big lumpy useful fella Johnny Green used to be uh, the Clash's roadie and I, took, I went with Johnny so he could stop me doing anything silly if she got any trouble yeah, what would anything him. silly be? Like, oh, punching that like heckler? Like, oh, yeah. The fucking hell are you saying to my daughter, you right. cunt? God, that, yeah. My dad's yeah. like that now with me. I've been doing it for really? 17 years. The fear, and it was that, and it was that there's a there's a you can't control what's better. The thing is, when I'm in a room, and it's going to be a rough room, I'm sort of yeah. in charge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's going to go, you know, my fate's in my own hands, whereas yeah. my child <coughs> is up there. And I was just literally looking at all of them. Hmm. One of you saying anything. Jason, do you, I mean that, that's I think you you've both perfectly with spiders and as you say your daughter covered <laughs> a fear you live with now. Jason, mm. have you got a fear that you live with now? Like sprouts, sprouts. sprouts. No, I'm not scared of them, so I can. Oh, I came at you with one now. <laughs> <laughs> they are quite frightening because they are quite crunchy. Like, I'm not into I love sprouts, yeah, I but oh, it took well. a while. Oh. Parmesan. Um, oh yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? You've always got to add something nice to them. <laughs> To make them it's nice. It's not just like putting in a load of bacon and then... Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I see you reading. Oh, and then what you do is you can coat them in chocolate. Well, coat anything in fucking chocolate would be nice. <laughs> uh, that was Phil Jupiter and Jason Manford, two fantastic men. Thank you so much. Um, go and see Phil and Jason in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the musical. You can get tickets at chittythemusical.co.uk. They're on tour right through until next year. I'm going to see the show with my mum in December and I can't bloody wait. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, sorry about the sound stuff. I promise I'll never mention it again, except to say that uh, Series 2 uh, is being recorded right now. And uh, I've got some brilliant guests, and I will have better recording equipment. I spoke of it again, can you believe it? Um, but yeah, so drop us a line at the Fear Podcast if there's anyone you would like to uh, listen to being interviewed about Frank's them. Um, I've got an amazing lineup of people who are very excited. We will be back for Halloween some kind of spooktacular something or other probably about Treehouse of Horror I've said it now so probably there'll be a Treehouse of Horror special coming your way um, rate and view the show on iTunes uh, come and say hello at the Field Podcast thanks so much for this episode special thanks to Tim Bazell who helped rescue that that 
mangled clusterfuck of sound and made it into something nice-ish to listen to and uh, for the theme music thanks Tim and uh, thanks for listening everyone see you at Halloween goodbye Game of Thrones The Walking Dead Westworld No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show! That's right, BBC One's flagship early evening fluff cast doesn't get the in-depth chewing over it deserves. Until now, welcome then to The The One Show Show, where we treat the Matt Baker Alex Jones vehicle with the level of sophisticated examination one would ordinarily reserve for the likes of The Wire. It's very sad that it's come to this, isn't it, Sandy? Fuck the casual viewer, The Wire's creator David Simon once said. I'd get angry, but I wouldn't say anything. I'd keep it inside, which is bad for you, apparently. Committed viewing requires commitment, and that is what we're bringing to that programme where every now and again, Giles Brandreth will visit a factory to see how paint is made. He always delivers, doesn't he? Well, I mean... A barn owl and a marsh harrier. On each The The One Show show, I'll be joined by a guest destroyer of worlds. What did you learn from this week's The One Show? The presenter, Angelica Bell, can't swim. (laughs) It's disarray. The baby's on the floor. Alex Jones sniffed a bandage to see if she could smell Parkinson's disease on it. It's not great. Uh, (laughs) And with that, good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.